Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So originally I wanted this to be the uh, sports editor of the Boston Globe, Joe Sullivan, and the sports editor of the Boston Herald, Sean Leahy. Joe Sullivan elected not to do it. He's turned this down many times in the past, so I just went with Sean. And I thought it was actually a pretty, pretty good discussion on where newspapers are right now. What's going on with social media? Uh, why does he not have a media columnist, which I think they have to have? Uh, how do you run a tabloid in 2017? How do you run a sports department in 2017? Where the newspaper business is? Is it dying? Is it not? It's kind of the stuff I like, and it's sort of insiderish and wonky, and you might not like it. But if you do like that stuff, I think it's a pretty good conversation with a good guy. I know I just dropped the microphone right there. We're still good. The fucking microphone is falling on me as we talk. Sean Leahy of the Boston Hour, a really good guy, came in, answered all the questions, uh, maybe too nice of a guy for me for be a, to be a tabloid sports editor in 2017. Uh, but maybe there's an asshole underneath. I don't know. But it's a good discussion with a good guy. And if you like newspapers, if you like media stuff, this is a good one with Sean Leahy, sports editor of the Boston Herald. So originally I envisioned this as uh, you and Joe Sullivan coming in. Uh, he hates me, so that was a no-go. <laughs> you don't really know me. Eventually you'll hate me at some point. <laughs> so you decided to come in. Uh, do you view the globe as competition? Maybe that's a stupid question, but do, sure. you, do, do you view it? You know, do you look at it every day? Do you think of it as we're sure. going against the globe? Absolutely, absolutely. I want to beat them every day. Yeah, you know, I mean, I do it in a friendly, you know, friendly sense. I mean, I, I don't have animosity uh, there, especially I, you know, I used to work over there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I want to to put it. You know, bluntly, we want to beat the snot out of those guys every day in a right. in a professional way. You know, so it's why is it so friendly though? Why it, shouldn't it be uglier? I mean, you're a tabloid. Shouldn't it be shouldn't be some shit being thrown back and forth? I'd like to see that. Yeah, I know. I know. I've I've heard you say that before. I and and I don't know. I mean, um, we're not uh, we're not really into media wars. You know, I mean, I'm not certainly not going to start it. You know, and I don't right. think I don't think that's kind of a, a motivation for either one of us uh, as as entities, not me personally, yeah, um, or Joe personally. Um, but I think uh, it's you know it's friendly because I don't know it's that's just the way it is. People are professional and and, and I'm sure there there are people that in between both of our organizations that don't like each other. You know, right? Um, but uh, we try to keep it a little bit above board and, and try not to get into name calling. What do you do better than the Globe? What's better in the Herald Sports than the Globe? Um, ultimately, that's for everyone else to judge. But you know, I'm biased. Sure. I think we do the Patriots better. Mm-hmm. I think we do the Red Sox better. I think we do everything better. Um, you know, I think the Globe has uh, maybe different goals. You know, I think they probably shoot a little more nationally than we do. Mm-hmm. I think we cover high schools better. Uh, I think we cover pretty much everything better. I think on a day-to-day basis, covering the city of Boston and everything about about the sports scene in the city of Boston, we do we do a pretty good job of that. You I, mean, I mean, yeah. right. No, I'm sorry. You mentioned national, and I look at it now. In 2017, if I had your job or Sullivan's job, like the idea of sending a random reporter to a World Series the Red Sox are not in doesn't make sense. Or an NBA Finals the Celtics are not in or to Wimbledon or to the U.S. Yeah. Open to me just doesn't make a lot of business sense. I don't feel like 
readership is there for that. Yeah, I don't think you're, uh, I understand where you're coming from. And um, I think if we were going to report simply on the Royals and the Mets and what's happening in the World Series, uh, there'd be a lot in, involved. They, they, that'd make a lot of sense. Right. Nobody send, wants to read the gamer for Right. Right. When we go, so when we send somebody, and we, we covered the World Series, we covered every year, and I think this year we did the both LCS too. Um, we send our guys out there saying, you got to get Red Sox stories or Red Sox right. theme stories or mm-hmm. Boston centric stories. To build context too. Yeah, it's some certainly. Of that. I mean, yeah. those things, you know, I mean, you know, you've been to some of these places. They're like a, a convention. Oh, for definitely. These, you know, so that's how you meet agents. And, and you know, even actually, uh, you know, I mean, I was talking with one of our reporters about the Super Bowl who was saying, you know, uh, referred back to a story that we had last year that we had broken. I, I forget whatever it was. But they were saying that came from a contact we made at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where that stuff comes from. I and mean, we don't do the we don't do the Stanley Cup finals. We don't do the NBA finals if if a Boston team isn't involved. Right. But um, and and you know the the other sports. I mean, you're not going to see us go cover Kentucky Derby. Or, well, I, I should say that we have a freelancer who does that. Guy right. Used to do us, but we're not going to cover the Indy 500. We're not going to cover Wimbledon unless there's a giant compelling reason with a Boston connection to do that because, yeah, it's too expensive. So I'm, why am I getting Borges and fights and Inglewood and yeah. Vegas? And, I mean, the, there's, the appetite in Boston is not there for that. Yeah, I mean, Ron's a boxing expert, yeah. you know, and that goes back a long way with with Ron. I'm not is sure. Is contractual? Uh, no, no. Um, but it's something that, you know, Ron, Ron's a, a, you know, a foremost boxing voice. Sure, sure. You know, I don't think that if, uh, you know, uh, if we had another writer come in, you know, if, if Ron decided right, decided to retire, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and said uh, or, or, or left a score for somebody else and we had someone else come in, I'm not sure we would continue to do boxing at the same level. But that's something I think Ron has earned because throughout the course of his career. Is there readership for that? There is a hardcore boxing community. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I'll admit I'm not a boxing guy, and I, right. I, mean, I tell that to Ron, you know. But there is people out there. I, Ron and I, I flew to Ron. Uh, I flew to Denver with Ron last year mm-hmm. uh, for the AFC title game, and we're at the at the airport, and there's this guy talking his ear off of, <laughs> boxing. of, of boxing, you know. Um, and it just drove home to me that, yeah, there are people who really like it out there, right. you know. Um, so that that's why we do that stuff. You mentioned, you mentioned Borges. Uh, I was going to get to him later, but, you know, I've had a— I wouldn't say a complicated relationship with him. We've had our ups and downs. I happen to like him, and I think he's guys like that are necessary in this town. I do wonder, and you know, your, your two lead columnists, you'd say, are, mm-hmm. are, are Buck and, and Borges. Sure. You know, these are not guys in their 30s. Yeah. So what would worry me, particularly more about Borges, is when the day comes and he leaves, the guy who replaces him is not going to be an asshole. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, these guys are kind of a dying breed. Yeah. That's a scary proposition. I mean, your two lead columnists are, you know, I'm going to guess in their late 50s. I think Buck just turned 60. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wasn't invited to his birthday party, but everybody else was. But, you know, that's got to be an issue for you, a concern. I mean, how do you replace guys like that? Yeah, it is. Look, um, those guys— I don't see the young guys out. I always say this, but I don't see those young guys out there right now. Yeah. Um, that's in the back of my mind. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I hope neither of those guys goes anywhere, anywhere anytime soon. Sure. But you've always got to kind of survey the, the landscape and say, hey, where's the next person coming from? Yeah, what are you seeing? Um, you know, I—, I I see potential out there. Um, you know, I wouldn't mention any names because I don't. You know, I don't want to tip off other people sure, to it. But right, um, right. look, I, th- I see potential out there. Um, the the other side is, um, you know, these guys have been doing Ron and and Buck have been doing that job. Since decades, I was a kid, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so you know the. They, they've got a lot in the bank, a lot of experience, and just the stuff that they're able to do comes from spending a lot of time in the business. 
Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know where the next one's going to come from, but I'm certain it's out there. I mean, this, look, I'm replaceable. You're replaceable. Everyone's replaceable, True. right? So uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. We'll find we, if the day comes, we'll find the next person. How involved in the like today, for example, today's physical Boston Herald cover mm-hmm. was shilling on the cover of the newspaper. How involved are you in that part when it flips from the back page to the front page? Yeah. Are you do they are you do you make the obviously you'll make that call? Are you contacted? Are you advised sure. on that? How does that process work? You know, another example, it was was it two weeks ago or a week ago, I'm getting confused because of vacation. Floyd yeah. on the cover. You know, you should I I Jerry and I talked about it on the show. I thought you guys should have had him on the cover the day before, but the next day you did it. I'm guessing it did well. That's a good buzzworthy tabloid cover. Yeah. You know, a how you know What's that process to get? Say, let's pick the Floyd one because I thought that was almost more interesting. How did that work? Uh, <clears throat> so that day, uh, th- it was the video that came out that, that day. Yeah, the video came out the video. Date. We did right. a screen grab and put yeah. it on page one. Yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of elevated that uh, the whole story to another level, right? right. I, like I didn't think I wasn't surprised by anything that was in the video because we kind of heard the details before. But it's like it's like with the Ray Rice thing, right? Sure, Once you, you see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, kicks yeah. it to a new level. Um, so that day it started to, to take on kind of a, a bigger life, you know, sure. and at that point we, um, we, uh, I, uh, Ron and I had, Ron wrote the, the column for yep. that. We had been in contact that day and he was interested in it. So we decided to write it. And then we, um, you know, my boss was interested in it too. So that day was kind of a perfect conflagration, right? right. You know, I mean, Ron was writing the issue. My right. boss was writing it. Right. it. It wasn't a hard sell. There are yeah. other days where, you know, when we meet every day with my boss and some other, uh, some other Herald editors and, and we kind of pitch stories and, you know, he, my boss surveys what he likes best for page one, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's how it worked yesterday. You know, I think he was interested in the Kurt Schilling, um, you know, right. issue. Yeah, two columns on exactly. it. Exactly, two yeah. people on it. It was it was an easy call for him, um, and so that that's how it comes about. I mean, some days look, some days there's, there's bigger news, there's hard news that's going to override it. You know, some days we try to pitch um, sports uh, out front for that page one, and it, and it just doesn't work out because of whatever's going on. Other days, Isaiah Thomas drops fifty two points at eleven o'clock clock at night and they happen to have a need for something and and it just so happens that it comes together you know but it's there is there's a lot of input back and forth my boss will say hey i'm looking for something for you from you for page one today we need something you know? oh, so you'll get that sometimes in the afternoon or something yeah or, yeah. yeah and yeah. then are there days where you're thinking I, I, shit i have nothing yes yeah, <laughs> scramble some days it's hotter than others right. yeah uh but uh you know so, and some days you've got you know, you, a bevy of content that you just can't get to the front of the paper. You can't get it on page one. Right. Uh, we got a back page too that works fine. You know, so yep. it's always it, it, each day is its own different animal. I mean, it's like you guys sure doing some a days show, you have right? stuff, some days you get nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when do you like? How soon do you know that that say that Floyd issue? You know, you sold that many. Do you, do you get an idea of that or no? On how many physical, you know, I mean, forget subscriptions, but yeah, I mean, is there no, a difference or no? I don't get those numbers. No, um, you just look at the clicks or no? Uh, I, I, I see some of the, those numbers. I try not to pay too much attention on that stuff. You don't pay too much attention to the clicks? Uh, I do pay attention, but more so the, the circulation numbers okay, yeah, and that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, certainly yeah. we pay attention to the clicks and right. what's being what's being trafficked and yeah. stuff, you know. Um, because, look, I mean, uh, from my end, it really doesn't matter to me. From the on a day to day level, how many newspapers we sell? Sure, I understand that. You know, um, yeah. we just you know we have to we have to put out the best product we can. Right, regardless. you can't worry about one day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't look back at too much of that. Uh, too much of that. But stuff. it's an interesting time now, as opposed to we were talking about the other day, Jerry and I. Maybe it was even off the air. Was you really didn't know twenty twenty five years ago if you wrote something how much it got yeah. read? I mean, you had some idea, like you could tell that Shaughnessy was getting read or or, or Ron was getting read, but your basic you know, say Celtics game story 
or some notebook. You had no idea. Now you know. Yeah. I mean, you have an idea now when you're laying out the paper what's going to get read, basically, and what's not. Yeah. You can tell uh, this morning, whether you're listening to the radio or you're looking at the web traffic metrics, that, hey, this Drake Crowder issue is... It's a good... Yeah, it's a talker. It, it, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, people yeah. are interested in it. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and that can inform some of the stuff that we do. Uh, sh- I don't think you can... I don't think you can let it... it it's just... It's like analytics. It is analytics, right? It's, it's, it is absolutely. Yeah. It's it's one tool. It's it's you know the same way that you shouldn't let ERA plus determine everything that you're doing sure. when you're assembling a pitching staff. Right. You can't let that affect news judgment. It's just one tool, um, in in you know in everything that you're doing. But it certainly gives you ideas. Hey, this is a hot issue. We need to stay sure. honest. I mean, when I wrote, you know. I would absolutely use the story of the day in sports radio. You have some idea what's. I talk to the producers. What's getting reaction? What isn't? I'm guessing. I can sort of tell. I mean, you know, with uh, Bill Spiros and these other guys, I get the sense Buck as well. They do listen, and it makes sense. I mean, it's what you're writing about. It's yeah. an obvious companion. You have an idea listening what's working and what isn't. Yeah. You also don't want to, you know, you want to get something that's going to get some legs and, and keep sure. going, too, right? You right. know, like one of the philosophies that, that we have is, you know, something might be hot on the radio today, but, you know, uh, Maybe you guys are done with Jay Jay Crowder. Tomorrow, yeah, I feel right? like it's over. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we don't want to just we don't want to beat a dead horse. We want right. you know our kind of philosophy is we want to put stuff in the paper that is gonna set the table for conversation, whether mm-hmm. it's on the radio or people in the barber shop or whatever you're doing. You right. know, um, you want it to be forward looking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not everything's forward looking. You're covering game stories. You have to cover you know some sort of news of record, but sure. you want kind of your columnists and your opinion pieces to kind of push things forward a bit. Yeah. Well, one thing that we the ratings spike. The one thing that's obvious right now, and I'm going to guess that you're having the same uh, uh, stuff with, with the paper, is anything Patriots. Yeah. I mean, if it's Patriots, it's going to get listened to. For us, we have numbers that show we have bad Patriots interviews in the ratings <laughs> spike for it. You know, and, and with the website, anything Patriots related right now is just it's just crazy. I mean, people have an appetite for it that's unbelievable. Back before they did the, uh, <clears throat> back before they laid the Astro turf, or not whatever field turf down at <clears throat> Foxborough, and they used to have to. Uh, lay the sod. They have to put a new mm-hmm. sod down there all the right. time, right? Remember, my father used to say you could televise the resodding of the field at Gillette Stadium; it would draw higher ratings <laughs> than the Bruins and Celtics. It's true. I mean, you there's know? truth in that. <clears throat> um, yeah, look at the Patriots, uh, and well deserved, uh, you know, for their 16 year run here, are the the king of the town. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, there are baseball people who don't like to hear that, but there is nothing bigger right now in Boston not than the Patriots. You know, it's absolutely not even close. So, do you? I mean. So let's say, for example, they they win these two games. Which I think they will. They go to Houston. How big? How big is the coverage? How many people do you send? What is that process? <clears throat> yeah, I, we know, I about, was there a couple of years ago. Yeah. In the Globe had like you know five thousand people there. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that <clears throat> just yesterday. I think our our level will stay the same with what we sent a couple of years ago, which yeah. is you know all told, photographers and somewhere somewhere around. 15 people. No Gail so. Fee, though. She was there a couple of years ago. I don't believe she came. To, oh, she was the, in Indy. Maybe I saw her in Indy. Yeah, she yeah, may in Indy. I don't right. think she was in the That's the right. I saw her in Indy. That's right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that it will stay consistent with what we did in Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, and there's no bigger thing that we'll cover all year. I mean, right. I, I say this, you know, there's no bigger event that we cover on a week-to-week basis than a Patriots regular season game. Sure. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's probably similar to what you'd throw at the resources we send to a a Patriots regular season game or similar to what we'd send to a playoff game or in any other sport, even yeah. Red Sox, you yeah. know? Yeah, Um This is the other thing I was going to touch on with you. I have a couple of things. One thing is we talked, I think the first time we met was at the Super Bowl yeah, a few was, years yeah. ago. And I mentioned to you then, and you, you kind of said, yeah, we'll think about, is you got to have a media columnist. Yeah. I mean, what is going on? What yeah. are you doing? You're, a, you're a tabloid, and B, Patriots is one. 
when we write media, we talk media, it explodes. Why the Boston Herald? Yeah. Why do you guys not have a, a media critic? There's no doubt that sports media is just draws an insane amount of interest from people. Sure. Um, and uh, so, look, I'm I'm with you. Uh, uh, I, uh, That's it's why I have a career. Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, it's something that uh, that we're interested in. We don't have it right now. Uh, and and that's really the only way I can kind of put it. You know well, why not? Um, you know, uh, there's not. Uh, look, we're not going to add. An, I'm not going to add a new person. I don't have the the resources to add a new person. Yeah. You know, um, it's something that we constantly look at. I think to be, a, well, two answers. One, we we do sports media type news through the inside track. Um, you know, we don't um, we don't have like a, a critic. Um, right. But you know, if there's news, we'll address it that yeah. that way. Um, but I do think that to be a sports media critic, uh, it takes a special type of person. You know, you've got to have really, really thick skin. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to be critical of you. Mm-hmm. You know, which is probably which means you need the thick skin for to, right. to, to right. you know right. absorb right. the right. the backlash right. uh, and other people. You know, uh, the sports media critic. You know, and, and I know Chad does it. You know, and, and I think Chad's got that thick type of skin. You know, mm-hmm. um, that uh, it's it's not an easy job. Um, so it's not. You know, you can't just take person X and oh, say, sure. hey, start doing sports media. Yeah. You know? But it's but you would agree, though, that's something that if you could find the right person, it's kind of a gold mine. Yes. I mean, if you can get a real, you know, I mean, Jim Baker type who did yeah. it forever, Mushnick. I mean, there's there's an appetite for it. I think you need <clears throat> you need to be if you're a sports media critic, you need to kind of be happy to be in that job and not be moving anywhere else. Yeah, so, sure. You know, right, right. Um, that's true. You know, that is so true. you can't be uh, I don't think you could want to. Get a job at another at a radio station, for example. Yeah, you know? you're kind of done, right? Uh, if you're going to be an honest critic, yes, right. You know, yeah. uh, so that's and that's why you know uh, it's something that we kind of scout. We scout for just it's yeah, the, you know, the right combination hasn't come together. Honestly. What else do you want to do that you haven't been able to do? Well, I think um, you know, putting a newspaper together uh, takes a tremendous amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, we have people that are really good at it. But it, it, it prevents you from kind of uh, being quite as fast to the market on, uh, as some of your competitors can be, right? Um, ESPN and the guys that work for ESPN.com do a terrific job, but they're not encumbered with, uh, you know, laying out a 60 or an 80 or 100-page newspaper for the next mm-hmm. day. And they're not encum- you don't have to sell newspapers the next day. You know, right. they've got all that TV revenue. Um, what, and that's true of, you know, WEI.com and, and, and everyone mm-hmm. that we compete with. Uh, so sometimes, uh, you know, I, I wish we could, um, I wish we could be a little faster to market, and I think we've gotten a lot better than that at, at that since I arrived at the Herald. Um, but you know, we also need to hold something back and give people a reason to want to buy the newspaper the next day too. You can't just give it all give it all away the night before. That does know? seem to be the constant battle with newspapers, right? Whether or not to, to do that, because it's tough. If you have a great story, you have to get it out there. I mean, if you've got a legitimate news breaking story, you, you have to get it out, right? Yeah. I, I mean, if Jeff Howe found out today that whatever Brady was out or was whatever you, you can't hold that no somebody else is going to get it you'll get burned yeah, you'll, yeah you will you'll get burned and we've done that you know we did that last year we broke the um the Chandler Jones yeah. uh, story and uh no there's no way you can hold it back and try and you know make it a splash in your next morning's newspaper I mean in very rare uh instances you could try and do that but uh you know I think nine times out of ten you're gonna get burned if you do that and someone else is gonna scoop you on it so I told uh, people you were coming on today they Bunch of questions. A bunch what? of uh, yawns and uh, yes, who the hell who? is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You finally got there. Huh? <laughs> um, one of the questions I got a lot of, and one of the questions I have, I've talked to guys who write for the Herald, friends of mine there, 
is the uh, is the app when you go online. Yeah. It is still for me, still for me, an issue. It's brutal. It, what's going on? So uh, the app, so the website is brutal. I don't mean the app. Yeah. No, okay. you're right. Yeah. I apologize. I was going to say correct. The gonna app say, is fine. It, right. The app is actually really so, good. <laughs> I forget. It was a story. Jeez, I forget. Jeff it was actually a Jeff Howe story. This is a few months ago, and I and and I uh, clicked on it, and it was the same thing. And I texted him or, or direct messaged him. And I said, I just feel bad for guys when they break stores like this. And you go and you click and you get that stupid spinning thing or you get that, yep. that you know, is, it freezes on you. Yeah, we get messages from <clears throat> readers, fans, team executives, scouts, uh, you yeah, name it, I'm you sure. know, radio people. Right. Uh, and they come to me and I wish I had a better answer for them. Um, but, you know, and, and it happens to me. You know, you click, you click open a story on Twitter and, and, you know, we get good stuff with Harold. And, and you want to click and say, hey, that's interesting. I want to read it. And you immediately... You know, you're trying to scroll. It won't scroll. Then you're greeted by this UPS ad that right. That's the what the UPS ad. <laughs> yes. so, but your reaction is your your first reaction is ah, that's too bad. I want to read it. Your second reaction is fuck these guys. Yes. That, that's the problem. And I'm sure I'm not I'm not telling I'm not telling you something you don't know. But your reaction is next time you see it, you're kind of shy to click on it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's it's uh, so why is it why is it an issue? What's going on? Yeah. Look, uh, is this technical jargon stuff that I won't understand, they, or is it? Simple? They make a lot of money on those ads. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and it's hard to say no. To the money, right? I think you know. Uh, now I don't run that part of, of the shop, you know. Um, but I but I've talked to the people who, who do, and I think they have similar frustrations, you know. Right. Um, and you know the the money's got to come from somewhere, you know. That's the whole thing with. But it shouldn't be know? so difficult to get. I, I you agree. know what I mean. I'm, I'm fine. I, yeah. I under, totally understand that you got you got to you got to make some money, no problem. But you know, kind of a seamless ten second thing and then out. Not yep. this thing where it freezes and gets stuck, and that, that's. You know, is that something that's going to improve in 2017? I hope so. I hope so. We um, we did the. Uh, there's a lot of jargon there. They improved one one. There's a lot of jargon that I won't get into. They improved one portion yeah. of it uh, recently, um, and uh, and I actually was when I was learning about the fix. I was excited. I said, "Oh, that's, that's great. It's going to fix the the yeah. Twitter problem. People opening up links from." Twitter and uh, now my my excitement had to be dialed down when I was explaining what was actually happening. Um, but look, that's <clears throat> that's a huge hole in our game, and uh, you know it was a hole when I came to the Herald. It still is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know what I uh, like to say to people is, look, we've got um, tremendous writers and reporters at the Herald. They've produced tremendous stuff. Um, and if you read it in the newspaper, it looks great. Uh, if you read it on the website. It's it's a it's a it's a pain in the neck, and uh, that's frustrating. It and it's frustrating when you see whether you open a story on Facebook and those great Facebook story pages that they have, or right. you know other you know BuzzFeed or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they open fast. They look terrific. You know, sure. um, those places probably are better at um, uh, creating fast internet mobile experiences than they are creating content. We're better at creating content than we yeah. are creating mobile experience. We um, got to marry up the two. Um, we talk about this a lot uh, within the show. When we're trying to figure stuff out. Do we, in, in our own little insulated bubble, overrate how important Twitter is? Probably. I yeah. mean, you know, what percentage of readers, you know, are on Twitter? Yeah, I don't. I, I wonder. Don't, I, I, wonder, I wonder about listeners sometimes. You know, I'm thinking I, two. You know, five yeah. percent. I think we yell at each other a lot on, on Twitter. Right. Not you and me, but just the collective group. Of yeah, us, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, is it just sort of a thing where? We're so locked into it, and you probably do the same things I do. It's important for my job and yours is I'm on it all the time yeah. for information stuff. Well, you know, I'm looking out there right now, and you guys are working on this building. Are, are they on it? Probably not. No. Yeah, I think uh, I've seen— and Do we worry about it too much? Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. We, 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 we probably pour too much 
resources into Twitter. Yeah. Um, uh, it's good for us. I think it's, a, you know, it's how you find news, right? Um, well, it's, yeah, it's great. I don't think it delivers news quite the same way. And I think something, I'm guilty of this, I know, we probably give away too much in tweets. You know, we give away the whole story, you right. know, in a tweet. And you don't really need to open open stuff up, you know. Yeah. you kind of. Uh, but I think I've seen the stats that say um, Facebook has much better sure. user engagement, right, right? Uh, than, than Twitter. It delivers more people to um, to websites, to, to news organizations. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, it, you know, as I interact with, my family and friends, Twitter is not something. Yeah, Yeah. irrelevant is probably the best word for them. Maybe they'll go on it once in a great while, but it's not where they're consuming, you know, know, unless you're, I don't know, maybe maybe 18-year-old kids do, but I think Twitter's probably kind of uncool for them. What age is the cutoff for you where you say these people, this is an age where people physically are not going to buy newspapers anymore? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm 40. How old are you? I'm 42. What am I? 37. You're 37? Yeah. Jeez, you're young. So I would say, I feel like our generation is sort of the cutoff. Yeah, my brother says 10 years younger. He would never buy a newspaper. Yeah, I kind of feel like people, even my own age, I'm not sure. You know, It's, it's close now. It's you're 35 right. 35 or 40s, yeah. right in there. I still do. We get the paper. We get the Globe and the Herald every day You know, in the New York Post in our office. I love it. I love still reading the newspaper. I yeah. love it. I still love the process of it, but that's dying out. So what? what is the Herald in the Globe going to do about it? What is the Herald going to be in 15 years or the globe yeah excellent questions and i wish i had answers to them i mean it's something that uh, it's a constant um worry um that i tend to let our uh, business people worry about more than i do because yeah. I, I can't change it you know like sure. i said we could just uh, you know is what i tell to, to our folks is just do the best job you can let that stuff kind of sure but itself. you're a 37 year old guy who's in the newspaper business and hopefully i'll still be employable if if, right. if ever but, uh yeah if ever that ends yeah i mean um, do you ever think there's going to be a day where you just kind of wake up and you get an email from the herald you know pat purcell i guess right or no he just says we're done the, look uh, the only person who can answer that uh, is pat but i don't think that's coming anytime soon yeah uh, and i think it helps that um you know we do have a local owner um, we're not owned by a, a, a you know an organi- a CEO or a, you know a, a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. I used to work at USA Today, and man, there were cuts every single year. The staff would just be cut and cut and cut, and it sucked. Right. You know, um, having a local owner, it doesn't spare you from some of that pain. There's certainly this pain that the Herald has gone through, um, but it's it's uh, you know you have a guy who uh, owns paper, who likes owning a paper, who wants to be there, who's committed to it, mm-hmm. uh, and the Herald is. Lean and mean, for lack of a better term. True. Um, you know, uh, so we, I think costs are cut to to a large degree to manage getting through this type of bad time in the newspaper industry. But the big question is, will that time ever turn around? I can't imagine it being the case. I mean, can the Herald and the Globe make a living strictly online no, selling content? No, right? So. Nobody's buying that <clears> shit. <throat> how does, how does, look at the other, um, look at the other, Organizations, even WEI and, no, and other, you know, it's the, free. the websites just don't work, right? Right. How many more people interact with the Boston Herald online every day, day than pick it up in newspaper form? Sure. You know, yeah. so how many more people are exposed to the ads that we, we do have? And right. those ads are not sustaining the right. business model. It's right. the print ads that sustain the business model, yeah. you know? Um, so, Thank uh, God for cars, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, look, it's something that, um, it's a it's a it's a big question. I don't have an answer to it. You know, um, I I try to, you know, hopefully people in, in, enjoy the newspaper. I know there are, but eventually the people who in, who tend to buy the newspapers, yeah, probably you know that industry is getting older and older. Or that that compartment of society is getting right. older and older. I mean, you see, uh, how old is like a Mastronado? 
mid twenties. Yeah, close to th- yeah, seven, yeah, 25, 30. So you see there. somebody like that, and you think, you know, geez, I mean, you can go into the newspaper business. I guess you can then transition to something else, but it does seem hard to believe that's a business for a twenty-five year old to go into. Now. Yeah, I think for those, I think for the reporters, it's reporting. You know, right. whether you're working for a newspaper, or you're working for Online, NFL yeah. Network or MLB yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that, it's, yeah. you know, um, you know, there's a little bit of this differentiation in how you have to file your story and stuff like that. But I don't think the reporters need need to see, need that too much. Now, if, you know, if you're like yourself or, or me or a lot of folks on our staff and you have a family, then, you, you know, uh, that then you do need to be a little bit concerned with yeah. that. Um, but I think the reporters just it's all for them. It's just, you know going to the park every day. They're right. never in the office anyway, you know? Right, yeah. That's, and I'm guessing that's why I know that's so much different than 20 years ago. You know, 25 years ago. I mean, they're never probably these guys have never seen the office, right? Yeah, very rarely. Yeah, I've been in that office, by the way. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard I that. I was wooed I've there a few that. years ago. I heard. I was. <laughs> what, you, what could have been, Sean? You could have had me <laughs> under your, uh, you could have been my boss. Yeah. Seems we hated each other, probably. <laughs> what, what, is this, what is up with this Herald Radio? What is going on? Is anybody listening to this thing? <clears throat> I think... Um, I don't think WEI uh, needs to worry about. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not saying like that. I'm just asking. A, it seems to me to be a nice news feed. Yeah, it is. Look, it's it's a it's a nice component, and it's a way to um, add a, add. Look, newspapers are you know you call it a dying industry, right? Well, the Herald's doing something to you know say, look, it we're we're not going down without a fight, right? Um, and uh, you know, uh, Herald won a major award from AP last year for mm-hmm. innovation, yep. um, and uh, because of the radio station. And uh, look, it's not um, it's not something that um, is uh, is drawing you know millions of readers to the Herald, but it is a nice component to to uh, to the Herald. And um, you know, they they do a lot more news than they do sports, um, mm-hmm. and they have you know. They have the state senate president. They have the mayor. They have the governor come on, and they get news out of those out of those new, uh, appearances. You know, so for the news department, it's a really nice addition. Yeah, and it seems to be. It's I would think not hugely cost expensive either. Right. It, you know, I don't think it, you know. Um, you guys have nice setup here. There's multiple studios, right? right. I mean, it's yeah. you know the the investment in Herald Radio to create that was minimal, and that was actually part of the. Part of the pitch uh, that they when they when they won that award, I, I forget what the number was. I don't know. They spent sixteen hundred dollars setting up the studio yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know, um, which you know is pretty good when you can turn around and get a lot of news out of that. Does the monotony of the job sort of bore you or drive you crazy sometimes, or is it different every day? No, I mean, it's different I, every day. Really? Because yeah. I've get, had jobs I get bored that suck so much here. You know? No, I've had jobs that really suck, um, and you know where you were looking at the at the wall saying, "I can't wait for the end of the day." Yeah, every day is different for me. I can't. You know, and there's no difference to me between Sunday if you're not working and Wednesday when you are working. Right. Are you a uh, hands-on? Are you going to say to Steve Buckley, "What are you writing tomorrow?" Or can he? There's guys like that. He and, and Borges can write what they want. They certainly write what they want. I mean, we talk about, hey, um, you know, like, do you know what Buck's like, when, before Buck writes something? Do you know what he's yeah. writing, or is he, yeah. does he file it? Yeah, is we it, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's, you know, those guys, you know, make their own decisions and what to write and stuff like that. But, you know, I might give them some direction and say, hey, we need you to write Pats today. Hey, we need you to write Sox today. Okay, yeah. You know, and, um, hey, what's hot? You know, we'll, we'll talk about, hey, what's hot today? You know, what should, where should we go for tomorrow? You know? Right. Um, and uh, we'll generally set, settle on uh, settle on what to do. Would you say you're laid back or ball breaker or I, does it depend? I don't, uh, you know, I don't, you'd have to ask other people. I mean, I if I, if back, I talk you know? to, uh, well, Buck has said you're a good guy. If I talk to somebody else who's maybe not Buck, who's a little younger and newer, if I talk to him, they say, no, he's an asshole. I hate that guy. I, I don't know. I hope, I, well, actually, I really? don't. Yeah, I, I should say, I, I don't think they would say that, but I, I really, you know, 
uh, it doesn't doesn't affect me too much, you know. And we we got we all got jobs to do. We got to do them. I generally find though that I try to try to work by consensus. You know, um, I try to you know have folks agree uh, on hey, this is the path we should go down. Um, ultimately, there's a boss, and somebody needs to make a decision sometimes, and and I get no problem doing that. But you know, I don't like to go into something, go into anything, uh, and say, "Hey, you're going to do this, you're going to do that." You know, I mean, I find that collaborative process more constructive. If you could take anybody in in market who's not the Herald right now and sign them up to write for the Herald, who would it be? Jeez, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to answer it. Uh, look, there's people that do that do great work out there. Um, you know, I'd exclude people from the globe. Or I'd, uh, you know, I think uh, I think uh, Reese and Lauber, you know, are terrific guys working well, at ESPN. Was, he was, was with there, us, right. yeah. You know, if we could have either one of those guys, uh, we'd be delighted. Really? See, I thought you'd go with more of an opinion guy. <sighs> Who's an opinion guy? I, let me throw it back at you. Who do you think? Who do you like out there? Me, I would say. <laughs> um, do would you want to write? I'll tell you who I'd, I'd tell you if there's one guy I could have, mm-hmm. I'll tell you who it is. Jerry Callahan. Jerry Callahan? Yes. You know, we've talked about that. You know, and, you said yeah. that. Have you talked to him? Yeah, I've told him that. I mean, we've talked before. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'd love to have him write, but I he think Jerry. rehashes that dopey Thanksgiving column every yes, year. Yes. Talks about the wars and kids with concussions and everything. Yeah. Jerry's a terrific writer. He's a great writer. Look, look at the re- column he wrote about his dad after his Oh, dad it was passed, awesome. That was, you know? so, so, how did that Did he deal with you on that, or did he deal he with just, He just called me up or he texted me or something and said he wanted to do it, asked if we'd want to run it. Uh, we'd be delighted to it. Anytime Jerry wants to write, he's got a standing invitation to write at the Herald. I would imagine. I don't. I think he's at the point in his life where he just doesn't want to write that much yeah. anymore. And he's a. I've watched him write. He's a bleeder. It's a process. Yeah. It's like he's, it takes him like seven hours to write a seven hundred word column. I just yeah. don't think he wants to do it anymore. I think he's too old and too rich. <laughs> but I agree. I, he's a he's a he's a great writer and was a great writer at the Herald for a long time. It's a tough question. It's what we talked about before. If you're, I, I would say like you know as much as he drives me crazy, like Shaughnessy still matters. Yeah, I mean, if you could pluck Dan Shaughnessy from the Globe, you would you would do it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, obviously the answer. I mean, if the if everything was right, right. I mean, you, you get money you, and all that stuff. You involved, would do it, so. yeah, absolutely. Look, D- look, Dan's. Uh, you know, I worked with him at the Globe. Uh, he's terrific. You know, he uh, and and. I think uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, call him names. They call him Shank. They do all that stuff, but they people he read matters. his column. You yeah. know, yes. well, same with Borges though too. Yeah. I mean, these guys are sort of the last. Have you talked to? Have you ever talked to Shaughnessy since you've been there about? Is he is his deal come up? Have you have you talked to him at all or no? Um, no, we we certainly t- we talk. Yeah. We you know uh, some messages uh, back and forth uh, since I've been at the Herald and uh, a little tampering. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's all right. Uh, no, sometimes it's just I remember Dan recommending some kid to me or, or last summer or something like that. You know, hey, you should take a look at this kid. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, look, um, Dan's well set up at the Globe. You know, but if ever the day he left there, I'm you know people would want to still have his voice somewhere in the Boston market. It is funny though the names we say are Jerry and Dan and Ron and you know we'll, we'll see what but you know maybe 15 or 20 years from now it'll be different there'll be a whole I'm sure they will they'll flip over and there'll be all these different people who yeah. have developed attitudes and personalities and opinions and And that's the thing you know and I and I've I, I know um kind of you I've heard you talk before about you know some of the complain about some of the younger writers you know um and I think that Well there is I would just say this I think what what I've talked about this before I think what Twitter has done has made some of these younger guys gun shy. They don't want to see all the negative stuff yep. coming back at them. And it's easy now to now say there's a hot take culture and there's um I forget what was it Drellick who called it the lazy river of <laughs> was it Silverman? One of those guys, which I think is an easy whatever, that's an easy thing to say. But I do think I see guys affected by this and there is sort of this 
team first mentality now where there's not guys who they seem afraid to rip teams. Yeah, look, uh, you uh, you probably get it. I know I've get it. If you say something critical, particularly about the Patriots, Patriots yes, the Patriots fans are just insane. You got to turn your mentions off, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and whatever. But you, it's you good. It pays the bills. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That passion is what right. Yeah. yeah, you you can see that. You know, look at the mentions of Dan and Ron. Oh. and those. I mean, it, it's sure. It's great. I mean, it's it, it's entertaining. Yes, but yeah. But I I see young guys on the beat now. Yeah, and they sort of seem. It, it almost seems like they're so. What what we do is so they they like it dislike it so much they kind of go the other way now where they feel like they have to defend that side and by doing that they defend the team that's not their job right it isn't their job you're right and it's not something we t- we charge them to do right we you know um you know we tell them to be down the middle you know right um and I think you know the the type of cynicism that Ron's so good at and Buck is and Dan is <clears throat> that comes from thirty and forty years in the business sure you know so. Those guys, the, the younger generation, will get there. Although I will say, I mean, I grew up with Ron and Dan, and those guys were, and I say this in the in the most endearing way, assholes. Some guys are just assholes when they're younger too. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a it's a whether it's a gift or a curse. Some guys just are, yeah. you know. And I and I think it helps that they did it in a pre-social media society. Yes. Social media now, you are. I see people looking around, they're looking at mentions and looking at texts and looking at Twitter and looking at you know emails, and it's like sometimes you just got to turn that off and yes. say, I, I'm just going to do my job. I mean. Do you have those conversations with guys? Do you, do you get that sense from some guys sometimes? Yes, yes, we, exactly that. Turn off the mentions. I absolutely have said that to some of the people. Um, you can't look at them. You can't be flustered by them. You should use Twitter as, as the you, – you can't just get rid of Twitter, especially if you're it's part of your job, right? Right. Um, but you can turn off the mentions. Um, right. And sometimes you just, you just have to do well, it. Well, it's funny. It, Twitter mentions are a good way, and I think I saw Buck say this once too a couple of weeks ago. When you float sort of an idea out there on mm-hmm. Twitter, you can tell by reaction sometimes, and you can think, "Boy, I can turn this into a column." I yes. mean, that's sort of, it can sort of a, a test balloon in the way. Yeah, there might have been a column Buck did on that within the last month or two. Maybe, yeah, something I don't like know. that. Not not on that issue, but that rose out of something. Hey, people are really doing a lot of right. talking about this. Man, yeah. Buck, Buck writes a lot. He does. He does. Fuck, I don't know how he does it. You know, he does. He loves. He loves to write. God he, bless him. He does. He even you know last Thursday or Friday, I remember. Uh, you know, we had an idea that just it didn't come together, and it's like Friday afternoon. He had been doing something during the day. It's like four thirty, and he's like, "All right, well, I owe you a call. Let me write something." I was like, "Dude, take the day off. Just go, yeah. <laughs> go kick back." So, what, what's the what's the next couple of big things I'm going to see at the Herald? What's what's the what's the next big idea, sports department wise? Well, yeah, so you know, Super Bowl run potentially sure. to cover here, yeah. um, and uh, you know, spring training after that. Um, you know, you'll continue to see us do. Um, for lack of a better word here, we're going to throw a bunch of crap up against the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to see us do uh, a daily show, like a daily Facebook Live show. Mm-hmm. You're going to see us do a lot of video and podcasts and stuff out of spring training. Um, and you know, none of this, none of these are a panacea that's going to fix everything. But um, you're going to see us do more Facebook, more Instagram, more Snapchat, you know, and, and uh, none of that stuff alone or maybe even together, is going to fix everything that ails the newspaper industry. But you've got to be there, you know, um, because that's, you know, Snapchat, for example. Is, is that where young people are doing all their stuff? And if that's where it is, do you, should you be there and in front of them? Is it easier to tell Jeff Howe that than to tell Ron Borges that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, or, or, <laughs> or even Karen or somebody who's sort of, you know, ingrained in a certain way. Yes. Yeah, look, there are... Uh, there are different ways that you, different expectations and management 
applications that you put towards everyone, right? right. You're not going to treat, um, you know, Ron Borges the same way that you're going to treat, you know, the, you know, the newest, lower right. level right. beat writer. And that was something Ron and I talked about recently, you know, um, and and that's probably true in not just you know running a newspaper, it's true running a radio station sure. or you know hospital, whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you you gotta you know you have to expect really good things and and fairness from everybody and treat everyone fairly, but that doesn't mean that everyone has to have the do the same thing and have the same level put to them. I mean, yeah, um, you know Jeff's gonna Jeff's gonna be more social media friendly than than Ron is by right. far. You know? Do you mind these little feuds? Like I like the fact that uh, Jeff Howe and Ben Bowen hate each other. You, get, <laughs> you don't get in the way of that, right? Uh, no. Um, look, uh, I think everyone has people that they probably are not going to like all that much um, yeah. and I think as long as you keep it fairly professional um, yeah. it's not been an issue so far no everything's been in bounds I, you're good with everything yeah. yeah don't get in the way of that I enjoy that <laughs> I like that's some good old fashioned Globe Herald hate <laughs> don't you think I, I, look uh, yeah there's, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you know Guys aren't coming to blows, and, and, and even then, you know. if you get video of it, <laughs> it's good for you. Facebook it's good Live. For you. It's not for those that guys. That would be so great for us. Can you, can you set that up? Can we do that in Houston? <laughs> we'll, we'll Instagram it. All right, Sean, I'll let you go. Thanks a lot. Oh, oh, oh you know what? Actually, I do actually want to ask you one more thing, and I'll let you go. And it's not not that big of a deal, but it, ma- it does matter to me. You mentioned it at the start. I have to think the one thing that still delivers because I know people want to read it, parents want to read it, kids want to read it. It's and nobody pays any attention to it. Is high school? Yeah. Like it's sort of a it's the, that's the one thing that only people look at as much online, but still physically like to have it in their hands. Yeah, right. It's terrific, and and you know what's good about high schools is <clears throat> we don't compete with ESPN on it. There's no Adam Schefter, there's right. no Ken Rosenthal coming in and breaking these major stories. Right. So Danny Ventura, there's just no one better than Danny. Yeah, he's crazed. He's, yeah. He's, and um, I feel like it's bigger than college here, right? Without a Not doubt, close, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, who cares about anything that goes around outside of the bean pot? Who right. cares about colleges around True. here, right? Right. Um, we'll cover it, but I mean, it's, there's just no passion for it. Uh, high schools are so much passion for it. You know, um, we did a story today on the um, the teams that have been honoring those two kids from Falmouth. Yeah, that died, Falmouth kids. You know? Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that was that was that was great. The Bruins did it. You know, um, and uh, tonight we're going to be down in Falmouth for the first game of that uh, Falmouth team going back yeah. on the ice. Look, you can just make such a big mark there, you know. Um, so you know, and and we'll we'll attack that stuff the same way Danny does videos. Danny does a radio show. That's probably the most popular radio show on Herald yeah, Radio. It's a niche, right? It yes. has a core. That, that's exactly. what's important is to find that, right? Yeah. And it, it, it's absolutely hundred percent. I mean, that's it, because we don't compete with. You know, a, a national pot, a, a national player on Didn't that ESPN level. ESPN got a bunch of local coverage. For Unfortunately, that? they did. Yeah, yeah. you know, a year I mean, ago maybe or no? It wasn't even that long. I think it was just before the football season ended. They right. had uh, Brendan Hall. He did a good job with it. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that's even. I mean, but when they were doing that, it that was on a local scale. Sure, it wasn't sure, like sure. they had yeah, a big coordinated yeah, yeah, effort. Yeah. You know, um, so Danny is kind of like the Adam Schefter of of the local high school community. You know, he gets coaching news, right? I mean, that's and, and people love it. People love the all scholastics. Mm-hmm. The kids come into the Heralds. I mean, you get hundreds of kids coming into right. Herald to have their pictures taken. Right. Parents buy those papers, um, and it's really it's really popular. It's you know we're really committed to it, and that's gonna that's gonna stay the same. Who's gonna take over the inside track? That's the big question. Yeah, I uh, I don't, don't know the answer know? for you on that one. Have you yeah. talked? Do you, you aware of anybody that's been talked to about the position? Uh, no, I uh, all I know is that it's gonna continue. Yeah, uh, and uh, I was asking uh, that question just yesterday, and they they say stay tuned for an announcement. All right, good. All right, Sean, I'll let you go. Thanks a lot for your time. Yeah, good luck going me. forward. Thanks. All right, thanks again for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. 
Actually, you know what? I'm really not thankful at all. You should be thanking me. You get this shit every week, these great podcasts, totally free. Do me a favor. Would you go to iTunes, download it, go to Stitcher, do the same, and leave a rating, leave a review. That's where you can help me out. This podcast is going to be number one again, I guarantee it, and you're going to help me along with the process. So for that, I guess at the end, maybe I will thank you. There's a lot of thank yous going back and forth. Here's the point. Fuck you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.